What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode 10 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. How are we doing, mate? How's things with you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you very much. We got a bit of a, a reminder in the last seven days that how insignificant sport is, really, yeah. in terms of life. And like... I'm sorry that 24 seconds into this show, I'm just going bang at you. But I really wanted to touch on the whole Christian Eriksen thing from the off. And it's something that I've yeah. thought about a lot for the last six, seven days since it happened. That you watch something like that happen, and you see someone's life being turned around, well, turned upside down in front of your eyes on TV, which was just shocking to see. Mm-hmm. You just realize that as great as sport is and hobbies are and everything and like supporting a team is fun and how riled up we get about supporting our team, how excited we get about it. When you see something like that happen, you realize that it doesn't really matter <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've been just... a bit, I felt a bit funny about sport in general since then, even when I was watching the England games and all the, all the other European championship games since I just, I feel like my outlook on sport in general has changed in the last six or seven days so I'm although I'm doing well it's that has affected me seeing that and I feel like I'm in a funny place right now I think it's affected a lot of people because I mean for those who uh, who don't know what happened I mean it, it, it probably was all over the news across the world this wasn't it mm-hmm. um but the, um, one of the Danish players um Ericsson actually collapsed on the field and uh I, I mean the, the reports were that he, he suffered some kind of heart attack or something didn't he yeah. um which literally stopped the game in its tracks the game got postponed got got shut down um and there was very much a more of a human element to this wasn't there that mm-hmm. you know fans everywhere were basically no matter what nationality you were which team you supported uh there was a lot of love and support for Ericsson and his family because his wife was there you know i yeah. mean that yeah. was that was that was another thing i mean the the, the scenes were were horrific really because yeah, you were seeing, see, you were seeing in in front of your eyes without the intervention, you were seeing a man die. That's what, yeah. that's what you were watching on TV, live on TV, yeah, live on TV. And I've never seen anything like that in person or on TV before. And so to see something like that, it was just it it was horrific. I said I don't feel like the TV companies handled the situation particularly well. Um, no. I thought what we Very saw badly. on TV, there was far too much detail for what we see. Like there was, there would be kids watching that, and I'm an adult, and it affected me. But imagine like a a 12 or a 13 year old boy or exactly. girl watching that. That that's that can't be good for them. And I just I didn't I just didn't like the way it was handled by anyone. Like showing his wife on TV on like, the sidelines, like yeah, she's there not knowing what's going on 
God knows what's going through her mind. And then a television director somewhere decided, oh, do you know what? Let's, this will make good TV if we show his wife. Yeah. Like, I just, I just didn't get, and I'm sorry to start the podcast podcast on like a sound, like not sour note, but like a down note. And thankfully yeah. he's, he survived. He's, he seems to be doing well, which is obviously the most important thing here. But I just felt, felt like I just needed to get that off my chest to begin with that. Although I am doing really well, I just like sports kind of just like taking a little bit of a hit for me this week, but I'm sure I'll get over it. I'm, I'm sure once England start getting into the knockout stages, I'll be fine. But yeah. um, until that point, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a bit meh about sport. I feel like it. it it's, a, it's the perspective, isn't it? Mm-hmm. On everything. And I think you do look at things like that. And you do, you do selfishly evaluate what you were doing in your own life as well, because you know, you, you've got this fit athlete who suddenly has a, you know, a, a uh, a life-threatening moment which you don't expect because you think these guys are like the you know the, the highest athletes on the land you know they, mm-hmm. they're in they're in world cups they're in euro championships you know no matter what sport you do they're at the peak of physical fitness and it, it, it does it does affect you um mm-hmm. because it, it is that shock factor because you don't you really don't expect it but yeah um but we wish him well we wish yeah, we his recovery well we do and uh shall we talk about a bit Less somber things, shall we? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a slow start to the show, but uh, yeah, I'm, sorry. Needed, I'm it, so it, sorry, Chiefs King. No, it needed to be said, mate. You're right. It, it it does put it into perspective. As fans, we've got to look at it as you know, we're all humans at the end of the day. We exactly. might have a difference of opinion, but at the end of the day, we're all flesh and blood, just exactly. the same, aren't we? Like when when it was all going on, there was no like. Not that anyone, I doubt anyone would think this, but there was no like, oh, he's Tottenham and he's, he's former Tottenham and I'm Arsenal. They're like, that, that, that's yeah. not a thought that goes through anyone's head. It was not Christian Eriksen, the football player. It was Christian Eriksen, the man, the husband, yeah. the son, the father. That's what, that's what you're going through your head as you're seeing it was all going on. It was just, um, it was awful to watch, but thankfully, touch wood, he's doing well now. So, exactly that. Exactly that. Right, let's get some Chiefs news underway, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We've had uh, we've had some good, decent uh, coverage recently. Tom, our very own Arrow Headlines editor, has been doing a great job over the last uh, how many how many months or years have been doing Arrow Headlines now? This is coming up to my third season. My third third season. season, yeah. Wow, it feels season, like yeah. it feels like just yesterday since you actually uh, got the gig. But yeah, yeah, yeah. credit to you, mate, because it's it's one of those go to sites that I go to to just get up to date with everything that's going on because it's oh, good thank you very much uh, yeah I, it is. I i appreciate the plug like, like that was <laughs> i didn't ask you to do that but if you're gonna do it excellent like if, it's, if, if it means i'm doing a good job and i get to keep my job then and then i'm happy <laughs> well you've pleased me mate because like i said it, you know short sharp articles every now and again that you just look at and you just think yeah i'm up to I, speed with all my chief news i have one goal in life and that one goal in life is to please you, Brad. <laughs> However you see fit. That's that's like every Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, we get on a Zoom call, we put the cameras on, and I will do whatever I can to please you, Brad. It's absolutely fine. Dance monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to touch on something on the Arrowhead, Arrow Headlines articles. And uh, one of them was... Um, there was a ranking recently of the NFL's top 10 wide receivers t- for 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was surprising to me, actually, because, I mean, as Chiefs fans, we all expect our 
wide receiver one, Tyreek Hill to be number one in any of these lists. But um, he was actually just pipped to the post by Devontae Adams in this. Um, and Tyreek Hill is second. So, I mean, moving forward, I mean, that's going to that's gonna really kind of add a bit more fuel to the fire for Tyreek Hill, isn't it? Because he wants to be number one, doesn't he? Of course he wants to be number one, but being number two behind Devontae Adams isn't exactly a bad thing. And remember, this article on CBS is one person's opinion. And there, I'm sure there are others out there that have the opinion that Tyreek Hill is one of the best, if not the best in the league. And we've come a long way for Tariq here. We're not, we're no longer in the Jalen Rams and he's a return specialist days. Mm. We're well past that now. He is a wide receiver first and a special teamer sparingly. So, and he's done really well to also to get into that conversation, but also become the conversation when it comes to it now, because whenever people talk about explosiveness, the first guy they talk about is Tyreek Hill. It's not yeah. Devontae Adams, it's Tyreek Hill. I just think people look at the traditional sense of a, a wide receiver and look at the, the technical stuff, the stuff that Devontae Adams does really, really well in like small spaces. And that's the reason why they hold him in such high regard. And he also is coming off an excellent season with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I can't remember how many touchdowns they got last year, but it was it was a stupid amount that the, the touchdowns that they got between them. Um, so uh, it's no bad thing to be behind Devontae Adams. Like if you, he was, if he was below like, I don't know, like a Keenan Allen, then I'll be like, all right, then, then fair enough. Let's, let's have an argument, but I'm, I'm not splitting hairs over Tariq Hill being number two to Devontae Adams, which I know you are, and you're going to make your case now. <laughs> no, do you know what? Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I actually don't like it when you top a ranking. <laughs> I, I, I never felt comfortable with it. And especially when the Chiefs are always like, you know, favourites now to be um, number one and, you know, being the best team going moving forward in the, in the power rankings. I never really kind of liked that because I always think there's, 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 there's a bit of kind of um, the kind of uh, complacency creeps in. You think? I always think that. And, and it's nice to be top of your game, but I always think you need that just that little bit more just to keep your game on point. And I think Tyreek Hill's going to get this with this um, with this NFL ranking. See, I've, I, I disagree with you there with the Chiefs and especially the, this group of Chiefs players. They are so not content with just being the best ones and yeah. then becoming a normal Super Bowl winning team where they, outside of the Patriots, they... They go back to mediocrity, then build themselves back up again. They are so set on being the best all the time. And I know every team says this and every team does say this, but the Chiefs actually come through with it. That I don't actually agree with that statement because I feel like Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Patrick Mahone's best quarterback in the league. And Tyreek Hill feels like he's be up there. And I don't feel like they have complacency in their game. I, I no. know that they want to stay at the top the whole time. And every time you hear an interview with any of the players, as boring as it is, we want to get better every day, every day this, every day is a process. And they're saying this when they're the best team in the league. They're saying yeah. it like the day after winning the Super Bowl. They're like, oh, it's all about the process, all about getting better every day, ready for next season. I, I, I don't feel like the Chiefs ever rest on the laurels. And yeah. so I don't really fear them being at the top of any rankings. I don't, I, they just don't come across as the guys that look at those type of things and go, yeah, well, my job's done. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to the next one. I suppose that, you know, uh, being at the top of your, um, your position group or being one of the top teams in the league, um, you find other motivations, don't you? That's, yeah. that's the key here. And that leads me on to 
another article which I read on Arrowhead Pride recently, and believe it or not, I was like, this is a really good article. I'm really enjoying this article. In fact, I enjoyed it that much. I'm going to read it twice. And when I looked who wrote it, it was Tom Childs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this? It's like some kind of parallel universe where I'm seeing Tom Childs' name everywhere I go. Has has like my 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 fiance like emailed you or messaged you on the side saying, Oh, Tom's been really down about this whole Christian Erickson thing all week. Can you um <laughs> you gotta big him up try and perk him up a little bit on the podcast? <laughs> is this what this is? <laughs> No, seriously, mate. It was it was an article that I, I looked at. Obviously, being a passionate fan myself, I I'm really kind of motivated on. I'm I'm trying to get the team like, you know, even across the pond, trying to get them built up. And I do like the hype videos and stuff that I just do for fun and stuff, just to keep myself kind of at peak passion. But yeah, this one actually really spoke to me because it was it was about Travis Kelsey and Frank Clark and how they plan on using the failure of of obviously the Super Bowl as a motivation. Mm. to get to another Super Bowl. And, yeah, it just got me thinking, think, you know, that th- those are top guys in the team. They are the team leaders, so to speak. And you look to to them for motivation, and they've really utilised that really well. I know what you mean. Like, it comes back to what I was just talking about with Tyreek Hill, where they're never going to settle just for the one Super Bowl. They want to be the best again. We've seen with this team before that they use adversity really well. Like in 2019, they they lost the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. What do they do? They retool, they really re-equip, and they go again. And they've used that adversity as fuel to go there or get yeah. where they needed to be. And they won the Super Bowl. They went back to the Super Bowl and obviously got embarrassed in February. And they're going back to like the 2019 mode again where they're going to, They've re-equipped, they've retooled, and they now know what they need to do to get over the hump. So it's a culture thing. As mm. as Kelsey highlighted in that in that interview, it starts with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is constantly about keeping things fresh. That's why he's always ahead of the game when it comes to offensive play calls and offensive formations and all, all the new trends in, of offense in the NFL. They tend to come from Andy Reid. Why? Yeah. Because He's never settling. He always wants to get better and maintain himself as the best that there is. And I feel like that's filtered down into the team. And it starts with your team leaders. It starts with Mahomes. It starts with Kelsey. It starts with Frank Clark. Despite what people say about Frank Clark and what he's actually offering on the field, you can't question his motivation. You can't. He, his qualities, I do feel like he needs to produce more on the field and I'd, you'll be hard pressed to find a Chiefs fan that disagrees with that. But what he offers in terms of the non tangibles mm. is clearly something that the Chiefs feel like is worth having around. And so that's why they continue to keep Frank Clark around. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's it's more about more about the attitude of the team, isn't it? More over well, over talent, but yes. You need I, both. Yeah, you need both. You really do need both. But you you need that kind of mental strength. And what we were saying before is we've mentioned this on a few shows, haven't we? Where it's your character mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a locker room and 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 that mental strength that that kind of keeps the whole unit solidified and keeps it on the right path. Yeah. Um. And I th- I think you're right with that. And it, it's strange to think as well. I mean, it was great the article because it did actually pick out something that Frank Clark said in that way, where he said he feels like. We're going to have a lot of fun out there this year. That was that's what I liked about the article. It, it it kind of stayed to the point of football is a game. At the end of the day, yeah, it's a fun game to play, and the players 
have got to recognise and realise that they are playing a game for fun. Yes, they're, they're getting some good money at the end of it as well. Yeah. They're getting the bag. But fundamentally, it's got to be you're having fun with your brothers yeah. on the field at yeah. the end of the day. And I, and I think Travis Kelsey and Frank Clark really kind of bring that, they elevate that from everybody else. Yeah, like sports people in general, they, they are being paid to play children's games. Yeah. They, they don't, when you first start playing a sport as a child, you don't play the sport because that's what you want to do for a profession. You do the sport first. And then yeah. as you get good at it, as you enjoy it more, it then becomes a profession if you're lucky. Yeah. And I think we just need to kind of realize that as fans as well, that when we watch sport and when these players are playing sport, the whole idea is to have fun. That is that is why that, that is why we are here. We don't watch sport to become even more miserable. We don't have, like some of us aren't miserable at work all day, and then for our release in the evening, I'll tell you what, let's watch sport and become more miserable. Unless you support <laughs> unless you support Tottenham or something like that, then that's why you do that on purpose. But or or the Raiders. <laughs> like that's that's why you do it. This will be but, fun. Yeah, but, um, I just think in general, if the Chiefs are having fun, then that's great. But as I pointed out, there is a focus there as well. So they'll be having fun. And that's not them being unprofessional. That's just them enjoying their trade. Yeah. But also their aim is to win the Super Bowl. And you can bet your bottom dollar. I've never said that saying in my life. You can bet your bottom dollar, <laughs> we've said it twice, that they are laser focused and more focused than every other team in the NFL. There's other things to talk about really on this as well, because um, we're talking about obviously keeping the right players and keeping them at that, you know, that right mentality and things. But it was on record recently that Mahomes is saying he wants Matthew forever. As long as he is at, uh, at, at the Chiefs, he wants Tyron Matthew with him. Mm. And yeah, I mean, we'd love to have Tyron Matthew forever. I, that, that, that's, you know, that, that, that's a given, isn't it? But is there any other player that you would want on this Chiefs team that you would want to stick around forever, other than Mahomes, Matthew, Kelsey, and Terry Kill, should we say? And I think you can. I get why you say Mahomes, Matthew, and Kelsey because Mahomes and Matthew are the two in the conversation. Yeah. Kelsey's basically there already, so I, I feel like he's he's not going to do a Jason Witten where he's going to go to another team late in his career. I feel like Kelsey, as long as he wants to play football, he will always have. A job in Kansas City, yeah, and I, I wouldn't don't I wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey plays till he's late thirties. I really wouldn't if if we're only just getting to the halfway point of his career right now. That yeah. that really wouldn't shock me. But if I had to pick one player, the rest of his career in Kansas City is tough. Originally, I was thinking about a DB, but then no, actually, no, I am. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Legarius Sneed. Really? Yeah, because good cornerbacks are hard to find and. By all accounts, he's going to be a good cornerback. And I know that could be seen as a reach after the one season, but if he plays a 10-year career, that's 10 years of decent cornerback play. And then, obviously, you have that added bonus with, with cornerbacks that when they get older and yeah. more savvy and their legs can't really carry them as far, they then tend to move into the middle and then become a safety like you know, like a Charles Woodson did type yeah. thing. So, yeah, I'd probably say Legereus Sneed. I know there's other guys out there, Tyreek Hill being one of them, but mm. Tariq Hill, I think, is so dependent on his speed that yeah. once he hits like the 32, 31 sort of range, he he he's more than likely to lose a step. And yeah. that will that will affect his game significantly. So if he plays to his 35, I don't feel like Tariq Hill in his later years are gonna is gonna be the same to Tariq Hill now. Where Legereus Sneed, I don't think the drop-off's gonna be that much, but there there will be a position change uh, attached to that also. 
Yeah, I think I'd go Chris Jones. I think that's probably an easy one to say, though, um, because Chris Jones, we've had him since we drafted him. Um, he is such a big character in the mm-hmm. team. And the fact that they're actually shifting him into uh, the, you know, the defensive end this season um, yeah. is, is another exciting thing to have with him as well. And, it, and it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because he's really wanted to be at defensive end, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he does. If 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 that means that it's, you know pleasing him is putting him on the defensive end and making sure that he stays the chief forevermore, I'm I'm all for that. So I would love to keep Chris Jones. Yeah, another one. Another one could be Harrison Butker. Um, yeah, yeah. If, Buck, if Butker spent the rest of his career in Kansas City and he plays for a, he has a 20 year career, there's there's a chance that he could break some records there, like all time point scorer and stuff like that, because. He is, he is he yeah. is an accurate field kicker, a field goal kicker, and we know with the Chiefs that he's going to get plenty of opportunities too. So yeah, maybe yeah. Harrison Butker. Obviously, if he starts missing extra points, then um, again, then <laughs> I'm not interested. I'll retract my statement. But um, nailing the sixty yarders. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but missing, I'm, I'm okay with Butker. I'll tell you what, he needs to kick in Denver this year. We need to see yeah. it. We need yeah. we need to, like like just before half time or something. We just need to take a knee. We like, absolutely batter them. Let's get on our run for like, take a knee and then let him have a shot at the record. <laughs> stick, yeah. Like stick him on sixty-four yarder in Denver, thin air. Let him have a shot at the record because I think he's got the leg. I do I think, think he's good. And yeah. like, obviously, Denver's renowned for being big kicks. Like the last two record breakers have both been in Denver because yeah. of the thin air. So yeah, just just put him put him out there. Let's do it. Come on. We all know that Andy Reid is is that kind of coach as well to actually go. Do you know what? Let's rub the salt in the wounds a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he did just, it with just uh, time, Send him out there. Yeah. Uh, we're just if he misses, we go in with like a twenty-eight point lead yeah. as opposed to a thirty-one. Who really cares? Come on. We'll get another fifty-eight points on the board in the exactly, second half. Anyway, exactly. Don't worry about it. exactly. <laughs> is that cocky? No, nah, it's not cocky. um we're talking about fun and 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 games and things like that recently um did you see the new um madden cover i did i did um i must admit i was a little bit disappointed it's rubbish (laughs) i was gonna say it's a little bit disappointed but you've just gone straight in there with it's It's rubbish rubbish, it's awful it's horrible isn't it it's like Like, sat on a park bench it doesn't (laughs) it like the thing is with that right I'm gonna. Some people are gonna hate me for this. They really are. Oh god. <laughs> the thing is with that, right? Is that someone got paid to do that? Okay. Yeah. So someone got paid to take the photos, which aren't that impressive. Like, I, I've got the iPhone ready. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, someone got paid to put that onto a graphic, which I feel like either of us two could have done on Canva on our phone in like five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. And it just furthers my opinion that a lot of people get paid a lot of money to do a job that they're not very good at. <laughs> you know what you reminded could, me of? You could, you could say that about me and you doing this podcast. <laughs> like, you could say the same. And fair play, to, fair play to the people getting paid to do this. Don't hate the players, hate the game. I'm, yeah, exactly I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of that saying. If the game allows you to do it, do it okay like whenever whenever bill belichick finds like a little nuance in the game like a little rule that he can like a little loophole he can uh, go through i'm all for that because the game allowed him to do that so he's he don't hate him because he's smarter than everyone else so don't hate these graphic designers and these photographers because they can get paid to produce that like it is awful it is terrible 
I mean, it's even worse when you put it up against any of the previous titles, the yeah. previous Maddens that were there. And there's a there's a tweet going around at the moment which shows, um, I can't remember which year it was. Uh, was it Madden 10 or something? I don't know, something like that. Um, and it looked it looked brilliant. It looked like, you know, the packaging on it looked amazing. It was, it was like splashes of color. It was two players going head yeah. to head. And this one's like two old guys sat on a, sat on a park bench. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's and, so bad. And, and it's the first thing I thought of was the person's done that on the back of the bus on the way to school, ready to submit their art project. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It's like just no kind of, I mean, there's a few little triangles in the corner and stuff. And the, It's rubbish. It's, oh, it's terrible. I, it really is bad. I mean, there was a fan-made one which showed Mahomes in like a pose, and and Brady yeah. stood there, you know, with with his uh, with the ball to his chest and everything like that. And I thought that looked really good, and I thought that was the guy. I thought that was going to be the one. Yeah, I thought that was going to be it, and apparently it wasn't. Yeah, and then what they so did somebody's going to get a really good job for the next one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know if you saw my question that I posted yesterday uh, or on Thursday rather. Um, do you? think that Tom Brady would have agreed to do it if he'd lost the Super Bowl to Mahomes? Heck no. Yeah, I, I, no I, don't know. I don't think he would. No? Nah. I'm to and throwing on this because part of me is like, knows that Brady is renowned for being like a quite a bad loser Yeah. Um, when it comes to like other quarterbacks. But then part of me also thinks he, he has shown an enormous amount of respect to Mahomes in the past. You could look at it like that, but I often, I actually think that if that, if if the Chiefs had beaten Brady in the Super Bowl, and Madden came over to them and said, "Let's let's have both of you on the photo shoot," he'd demand that both those shoots were separate. Do you think? Yeah, I, because I think you're right there. I think the, the 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 fact that he doesn't like to lose and he he really takes it badly if he does lose, I don't think they would have they would have been on the same bench. I think it would have been cut and paste. <laughs> Which would have been an even harder job for the person, for the intern. So are, you te- are you telling me that had the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, we would have had a better Madden cover and the graphic, yes. art, the graphic designer would have had to work harder? Yeah, because the intern didn't know how to cut and paste. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> anyway, mate, should we, uh, should we have a quick break? I'm really looking forward to the next part of the show because it is our Chiefs all-time draft. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. So this is going to be part two, day two of our Chiefs all-time draft. And we've had a bit of a response from day one, haven't we? We have. After the, have. After the first show went out. Are you okay? That, <laughs> I, I kind of, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, you blew me out of the water with your, literally your first, what, three picks? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel a little bit, um, I, yeah, I do feel a little, a, a little bit aggrieved by the fact that you managed to pick up two of the greatest tight ends in history. Before we explain what's going on, should we do a review of the teams quickly? Just so, yeah, let's do so that. In case yeah. they missed the show. So my team currently is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Tyreek Hill, Willie Rofe, Willie Lanier, Buck Buchanan, Tim Grunhard, Brian Waters, Jared Allen, Albert Lewis, and Brad's team is Derek Thomas, Emmett Thomas, Will Shields, Bobby Bell, Jamal Charles, Otis Taylor, Mitchell Schwartz, Marcus Peters, Derek Johnson, Chris Jones, and Marcus Allen. So basically what we're doing here, we're having a Chiefs all-time draft, in case you missed it. We're picking 23 players in total. We picked 11 last week. We're going to pick 12 this week. 11 11 offense, 11 defense, and then we're getting an extra player of any position that we want. Okay, so it can be an extra QB, it can be an extra running back, an extra DB. It's just an extra player that we can pick to stop the other person picking them to screw up yes. their plans, basically. Yeah, so that that's the rule, and that's where we are. We're on, I think we're on pick twenty-three, and it's and it's Brad's turn, and he's yes. got one pick left. Yes, uh, because again. yeah, you obviously started with your with day one with Patrick Mahomes, um, which. That was probably the easiest pick ever to make. Mm-hmm. But yes, my first pick. I think I'm going to go with a blocker here as well. I'm going to go straight off. I'm going right out of the blocks here, right? Okay. Because... Can I guess what position you're going to try and block me from? Yeah, go on. I think you're going to try and take another running back because you've already got Jamal Charles and Marcus Allen. I think you're going to take another running back. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually going... I'm going defensive again. <laughs> okay, okay. Tom's now thinking, where's he going with this? Yeah. I'm, le- I'm creating the Legion of Kaboom, right? Oh, you've come up with a name, Kaboom. Come up with a name. The Legion of Kaboom, right? <laughs> it was the Legion of Boom Boom, and now it's the Legion of Kaboom. And I'm going safety. Okay. Yeah? There's, yeah, there's a lot left up. There's a lot left there, so I'm, I'm actually okay with this. Uh, yeah, you might be all right with this, yeah. But I'm going to go Tyron Matthew. Okay, first safety off the board is Tyron Matthew. First safety off the board of Tyron Matthew, and my blocker. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. I want to go. I want to go blocker. No, you, no, 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 no. A blocker's not you jumping in at any point you want. A blocker's <laughs> just you taking an extra position, not not taking an extra pick. It's just you get an extra slot for any position. Right. That's all okay. It is. So Tyron Matthew is your pick, and now it's my two. Ah, oh, it's like that, is it? Are you making the rules as you go along? No, now? no, no, no. I was clear. <laughs> I, I even said it twice. I was clear. <laughs> All right, okay. So I didn't get an extra pick then. No, you don't. You just get to pick an extra, an extra, 
uh, slot at that position. So, like, for example, I took Travis Kelsey last week and I took Tony Gonzalez as the flex. Yeah. Well, now I am using a blocker and I'm taking the fur tight end. Here. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to leave you to choose between Demetrius Harris and Sean McGrath. Because oh I am God. taking Fred Abanis, who I knew you were going to take as your tight end, and now you have very little to choose from. So I have now got Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, and Fred Abanis. Boom. So there's me being smug. Yeah. Thinking I was being able to block you. Yeah. And you was that just... the tight end you were going to take? No. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was. It was. Um, and I, I actually had a first choice and second choice on there, and I don't actually have a second choice anymore. <laughs> you are going to take Sean McGrath, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to, I think. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, and then, I'm, um, and then my next pick, I'm taking Tamba Harley. So I'm, I'm reuniting Tamba Harley and Jared Allen. I'm having both I like of them that. together. I'm yeah, I like that pick, Tamba. Yeah, a bit of Tamba time. I'm happy with that. Yeah, very much so. I'm I'm not as devastated as I was, as I would have been that you've taken Fred. I'm not as devastated. Um, it's a bit of a knock, but it's you know I'm creating a legion of kaboom here, so you know I'm I'm glad with that. I'm happy with that. Right, okay. My next two picks. Now I've already got Derek Thomas as one of my defensive ends, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take another legendary defensive end as well in Neil Smith. Nice. Nice. So that's, I think that's a, a nice kind of edge rush coming on on yeah, Mahomes nice. there. Not a bad matchup, is it? You've got Derek Thomas and Neil Smith on your side. Then on my side, you've got Jared, Jared Allen and Tama oh, Harley. Yeah. Right, and that's, 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 not bad. that's not bad. Yeah, that would be unreal, that wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah, it would. It would. No, good pick. Good so, pick. Good so pick. yeah, Neil Smith. So that's my defensive ends covered. You have, yeah. You've got them both. Yeah, I've got them both now. So, um, and I'm now going to go safety yet again. Oh, and I'm going Eric Berry. So I've got Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, it's my pick, and I'm doubling up here. I'm going two safeties before you use a blocker. I'm going Johnny Robertson and Daron Cherry. Job done. Oh. There's, there's my there's my safety duo done. There's your safety. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so we've got like the old school versus the new school there. Very much so. I, I'm I'm very much leading the old school here, especially in the defensive side because this uh, this team's looking awesome. <laughs> this defense, I'm building the best defense in the history of the world here. Okay, so do, really, we need to find like a Madden version where it's got all of these players on like an ultimate team. That would be good, wouldn't it? And just create this matchup. <laughs> And then just put See it to what Sim. Happens. Put it to Sim. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be good. Uh, right, okay. So um, to add to my Legion of Kaboom, um, I'm going to go um, outside linebacker. Uh, and I'm going to choose Curly Culp. Nice. Nice. That's um, some linebacker core you've got there now, isn't it? Bobby I'm just Bell. Ch- yeah, I'm just typing Derek these Johnson. in. Wow, yeah. Derek Johnson, Bobby Bell. Chris Jones, Curly Culp. Wow, man. Your front seven's looking good. It's looking real it is good. looking good. Looking real good. So. My, my offense hasn't got a quarterback yet. But... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 
I think what I'm going to do now is I'm I'm going to I'm going to complete this amazing defense, and then I'm going to be able to concentrate on the offense moving forward. Okay. And I'm going to go for a nose tackle. You'd expect me to go Dontari Poe, but I'm not. I'm going Bill Mass. Nice, 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 nice. Bill Mass at nose tackle. It, that guy was a beast. Yeah. You have a lot of mass at... Uh, you have a lot of mass on the, yeah, on the defensive line now. Um, <laughs> so, so, so just to go through this, your your front seven is Bill yeah. Mass, Chris Jones, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, yeah. Bobby Bell, Derek Johnson and Curly Cole. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I think that would be safe to say that's the greatest front seven of all time. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I've, I've used all my picks on that. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not really addressed the offense. So basically, you're going down the route of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they tried to do to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Pretty where, much, yeah. Like the, the outsides and the DBs, they were okay, but they didn't really count for much. But it was all defensive line and, and linebackers yeah. that did the work, really, did the. Did the dirty work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So my my view on this was, if you were going f- literally full all out with the or offense, I'm gonna have to try and create the best defense ever to try and suffocate that. I get that. I get that. But it's 2021. That doesn't matter. <laughs> great offense beats great defense. Always has some. Defense wins championships. Yeah. So I'm going for the offense. I'm going for Ed Bud. I'm gonna. I'm 80% there now with my offensive line. So now my offensive yeah. line is Willie Rofe, Ed Budd, Tim Grunhard, and Brian Waters. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, let's give him a running back to a uh, block four. Let's give him Priest Holmes before you come in and get there as well. So, <laughs> I've, I, so in a lot of people's opinions, not everyone's opinions, I've now got the best Chiefs running back of all time behind an offensive line, which will just manhandle your front seven. It's well, you're wrong with the best running back of all time because that's Jamal Charles and I've already got Yeah, yeah, him, yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, I know and I agree with you. I am a Jamal Charles first <laughs> boy. I, I am, I am. But a lot of people do think that Priest Holmes is is the better of the two. They're yeah. wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, right. So I've got two now, haven't I? Now I am going to, I'm quite safe with the quarterback position because I know I've got two there that I can really kind of rely on. And you use your blocker on them, haven't you? So I'm going to try and sneak in there with some uh, some interesting offensive talent now. Um, I'm going to go with um, a wide receiver this time, but a wide receiver with a bit more of an angle to him, a bit of speed, a bit of dukeability. It's Anthony Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. Human joystick, Dante Hall. Nice. Okay. Because um, I'm thinking of, you know, if you've just scored points, I'm going to have to be trying to score in points off a kickoff. Yeah. So if I have the human joystick in there. Do you, you know, know what? He didn't come into my mind once for this whole no, exercise. It doesn't. It Not doesn't. Once. That's the thing. It's bad. Um, it's really bad that he hasn't, but he, not, the last two weeks when I was sitting there writing players down, not once have I thought about Dante Hill. Because everyone sees him as a special teamer, don't they? Yeah. He's Tyreek Hill of 2016, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I've, I've thrown him in there. As, so, I've got Otis Taylor and I've got Dante Hall, which I think that's a pretty decent wide receiver uh, group there. Yeah, you've left me with a decision now to make yeah. uh, on terms of... Uh, wide receiver because I think I thought I was just going to get left one and now two of them are sat there and I, I don't know which one I'm going to take now but <laughs> but it's your it's your you've got another pick before I have that to make so yeah um I'm actually going to go with I'm going to go left tackle this time uh I'm going to go with a man mountain of a left tackle as well um because it didn't you get did you get Eric Fisher no Eric Fisher still sat there is he still sat there well I'm not actually going to go Eric Fisher either I'm actually going to go John Alt. 
Okay, John. Okay. Six foot eight. Yeah. The guy's a man mountain, so I'm going to go John Alt at left tackle. Well, welcome to the 2003 offensive line conversation, finally. <laughs> uh, after letting me take it all, it's fine. I know, you, you had Will Shields as well, I suppose. Yeah, you, I got that. 64, yeah. 64, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to take a tackle as well. I'm taking Jim Trier from the 60s. Um, nice. Very all AFL uh, player of the 60s, uh, a stalwart of the Chiefs uh, and the Dallas Texans. So, yeah, I'm going for Jim Trier uh, as a tackle. Wasn't he voted one of the best? Yeah, I, I don't know who I'm going to play in what tackle positions yet. Like, uh, Jim Trier, Woody Rolf, I'll let them decide when we get to camp. Uh, wherever <laughs> let I them fight it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not decided. <laughs> but in my opinion, if you're, if you're a Hall of Fame tackle... Yeah. Or one regarded as one of the best, then you should be able to play both ways anyway. So it's absolutely fine. You know, exactly that. It's, exactly it's, that. It's, it's the it's the modern day. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go wide receiver. <sighs> There's two. I've got two players here for receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them I really like, but he shouldn't be involved in the conversation as one of the best Chiefs receivers of all time. Like he shouldn't. Right. He he would be the outlier in this team. <laughs> and that's Jer- it's Jeremy Macklin. Oh yeah, I really Jeremy like Macklin. Jeremy. Yeah, I really liked Jeremy Macklin when he played for the Chiefs. I liked and him actually. Yeah, I didn't. En- I did enjoy watching him play, but he go. I think he'll always go down as one of the forgotten players of the Andy Reid era, because um, he didn't really play with Mahomes, and he didn't also have any like outstanding seasons. He mm. was good, not great. But this what this guy I'm going for, he had one season in particular where he was just out of this world, and it's Dwayne Bow, um, who yeah, I, who I am picking. I am picking Dwayne Bow for all of his critics. He played with a lot of bad quarterbacks, yeah, and and then in a lot of bad offense, like n- not wide receiver friendly um, offenses. And then he had that one season in 2010 when he caught 15 touchdowns and was just yeah. outrageous. And I always remember the one catch. I think it was against Indianapolis when the ball's basically on the floor and he's bent himself in half with one yeah. hand to catch it. And growing up as as I was uh, a Chiefs fan uh, in the 2000s and the, the, the 10s, the noughties and the 10s, um, I feel like Dwayne Bowe was one of those guys that was kind of always there or thereabouts the team. So yeah, I'm going for Dwayne Bowe. So. Think- I think Dwayne Bowe was considered the greatest uh, wide receiver. Was it the so many yards? I think he got the most yards, didn't he, or something like that for a wide receiver? Right in Chiefs history. Yeah, I think so. I don't know about. I'm going to check. Might have to fact check that. I think that's why they called him. They called him the Gritch, didn't they? Greatest receiver in Chiefs history. (laughs) I think it was. I think. Did you just make that up? No, no, (laughs) no, no. Somebody mentioned it once, and I was like, "What what the hell is he about Gritch?" So you've got the Gritch. But what it does mean, that does mean pick, with picking Dwayne Bow. here we are, and my offence is finished. I've finished is it? My, yeah. Do you want to hear so we, my offence? Yeah, please. Go on. Okay, so at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Running back, Priest Holmes. Tight ends, I've got Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey. A receiver, I've got Tyreek Hill and Dwayne Bow. Then on the offensive line, I've got Willie Rofe, Ed Budd, Tim Grunhard, Brian Waters, and uh, Jim Trier, and then my backup is um, Fred Abanas as a tight backup tight end. So if I wanted to go free heavy on tight ends, I could. Yeah, that I mean, would be the greatest offense of all time. That I mean, yeah, I mean that that's really going to keep my uh, my linebackers busy, isn't it? 
<laughs> what, what, what would you run with that? Like, if if you if you got Tyreek Hill, like you just say to Tyreek Hill, you just have to take the top off. Like, yeah. just take the top off the defense. You have to stretch it, and then you've got the power run game there with that offensive line and Priest Holmes and those tight ends to block as well. Yeah, and then also you've got the added thing of Dwayne Bow, who does not mind the dirty catches. You've got Tony <laughs> G, who made a living off dirty catches, and then you've got yeah. Travis Kelsey, who will catch anything over the middle, will defeat any zone yards after the catch. I just I feel like with Mahomes, and if you had Andy Reid calling those plays, heck, if you had Pete Sweeney calling those plays, <laughs> it would it would still be the greatest offense of all time. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, that that's you've. Yeah, you really, but I knew that as soon as you you got Mahomes, Kelsey, and Gonzalez, I thought I'm going to have to really switch my strategy because yeah. <laughs> there's no way you can, can kind of compete with that unless you've got a, a, a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still with the offense actually. Okay. Um, and now I I've actually played it wrong here with this blocker. Yeah, you have because you've let me have all the positions I wanted to have. Yeah, um, and there's no point blocking any of them. No, because you've already you're an extra player now. You sorted out your offense, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm already on my offense now. Yeah, which um, good strategy, Brad. Well done. <laughs> uh, right, okay. I'm going to go with um, right guard. I'm going to go with a player here that um, hasn't actually played a game for the Chiefs yet. <laughs> <laughs> but he is very much a well-respected and highly decorated right guard. Okay. At the left guard position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Joe Tooney. Okay. Right guard. I'm okay. playing him out of position, but he's the, he's the kind of guy that I'm thinking, if I've got Will Shields at left guard, I'm going to put Joe Tooney at right guard. And they can, they can again, they can fight it out between them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm going Joe Tooney that hasn't played a game for the Chiefs yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mad. That is mad, but I, I've seen him play uh, for the Patriots. I, I just made sure that I, I got him in. Um, okay, right. So I'm now going to go with my centre, and it's going to be uh, Jack Rudney. Okay. You're not building a bad defensive line yourself here, mate. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. I'm, I'm having to patch it up, I must Okay, okay. But it's looking good. There's some heavy hitters there. There's some good <laughs> big guys there, especially John Old. Six foot eight. <laughs> So I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm Aww. going to go. I know we said we needed to be strict with the whole four, three, three, four thing, but I'm taking an extra linebacker, like an outside linebacker. <laughs> All right. I'm, going to, I'm going to use him at will <laughs> just because I can. Um, I'm going to take <laughs> Justin Houston there. And um, yeah. so we might have to see Tumba Harley in, in coverage again every now and then, but I'm going to, I'm going to use <laughs> uh, Justin Houston. And then my other linebacker I'm going to take is Jim Lynch. So uh, William and his famous partner. So I'm going to have um, J- Jim Lynch in there with Justin Houston. Do you remember when Justin Houston played at cornerback? <laughs> was that against the Steelers when he got yeah. to cover Antonio <laughs> Brown or something, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> like, wait, what's he doing there? Okay, so my my final picks, and it's strange that I'm going to be uh, be selecting these, um, but I'm going to go with Walter White at tight end. Okay, not sure um, McGrath then. No. <laughs> you, you, you decided to go for Heisenberg as opposed to Sean McGrath. That's, well, that's I thought, you know what? You love Breaking Bad. And I thought, you know what? Having a bit of a Walter White in there might be uh, might be just the kind of game changer that we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine that the um, the like the pre-game announcers were ever going to go, "Oh, look, it's a battle of the great tight ends, and you got my three versus your one." <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like it, <laughs> they feel like it's going to it's going to be a fair, yeah, um, exactly, fair, fair, fair fight. Um, and, and my final pick, and I'll have to obviously choose a blocker as well. My quarterback is going to be the only other Chiefs quarterback that has actually won a Super Bowl, and I'm going with the old school, Len Dawson. Okay, I I thought you might go Joe. I was thinking you might go. Do you Joe. know what? I, I was teetering on whether to actually go Joe, um, but Len Dawson. You can't deny Len Dawson. He was the he was the guy that the Chiefs fans lauded for many years because of Super Bowl four. And you know he's another. He's the only other Chiefs quarterback that's actually been to two Super Bowls as well. Exactly, and. There's a picture of him smoking a cigarette at halftime of the Super Bowl, which which makes sure that he's straight in my team. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that puts me in my final cool. two picks. I've got a, a defensive tackle to take and a cornerback to take, and I'm going fairly recent. My my cornerback, I'm going for Brandon Flowers. Yeah. Um, not just because I love the Killers, but no, I I love Brandon Flowers when he was in the Chiefs. Brandon that Flowers. picture of him next to Andy Studebaker, where he's standing there on top of the ball, foot on the ball in front of the black hole, flexing. Yeah. One of the all-time great Chiefs. A hard-hitting one as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. Absolute class. So I'm going for Brandon Flowers, despite him joining the Chargers afterwards, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> and the other one I'm going for um, is Dontari Poe. And that's just in case just um, Patrick Mahomes gets injured and we need a backup quarterback. So, yeah, I'm going Dontari for Dontari Poe. <laughs> You've gone for two quarterbacks there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my extra pick, um, I'm going to have to go Joe Montana. <laughs> You're going to back up and double up on quarterbacks. I'm, I'm going to have to back it because if you got if you got Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to have to kind of double up on you know two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think that's a, that's a pretty decent offense, now. <laughs> Go on and tell me your offense. Right. So, um, quarterback, I've got Len Dawson, Jamal Charles, Walter White, Marcus Allen, John Old, Will Shields, Jack Rudney. Joe Tooney, Mitchell Schwartz, Otis Taylor, Dante Hall, and backup, Joe Montana. Nice. And your defence? Uh, Derek Thomas. Have you heard this? This is, Are you ready for this? Derek Thomas, Bill Mask, Neil Smith, Chris Jones, Bobby Bell, Derek Johnson, Curly Culp, Emmett Thomas, Marcus Peters, Tyron Matthew, Eric Berry. Nice. Nice, Ooh. nice. What's yours? Go on. So to recap on mine, my, uh, my offence is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Tyreek Hill, Willie Rofe, Tim Grunhard, Brian Waters, Fred Avanis, Ed Budd, Priest Holmes, Jim Trier, Dwayne Bowe, and Dwayne Bowe. And then on, uh, my defence is Willie Lanier, Buck Buchanan, Jared Allen, Albert Lewis, Tamba Harley, Deron Cherry, Johnny Robinson, Jim Lynch, Justin Houston, Brandon Flowers, and Dontari Poe. So not awful, not awful. That is, do you know what? We've, we, out of all those players, we've filled some really good teams there. We have, we have. Um, it's amazing to think that the Chiefs have got all these like kind of legendary players. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, on, on both sides of the ball, we've filled two teams with, with legendary players. We have. That, that, that's a credit to the team. We make a nice graphic for it. We get them all um, printed out and whatnot, and we put them on our head pride for sure. No doubt, and you guys can vote for whose is the best. Um, but thank Let's you for sticking with us because I can imagine at times this might have been a painful listening, listen to us scratch our heads. But remember, as we say every every week at the moment, it is June, 
there's many camps are ended training camp doesn't start for another month and a half so um there is going to be content like this unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately you might have enjoyed it but we enjoyed the exercise and i'm i'm happy that my team fell the way that it did yeah i i am as well actually now i feel more comfortable than i did, did in day one put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was really kind of in shock i think from day one but um no I, I'm, I'm glad we've um we managed to pull it out the bag there with with a ter- terrific defense. So, um, but yeah. So if it basically is, you're, you've got two camps there. Are you a defensive guy or you're an offensive guy? You decide. Anyway, mate, I've really enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed that. I'm glad we did it over two days and not just like one or loads of them over the uh, over the next few weeks. But um, appreciate everyone for listening to that. And uh, like Tom says, if you have a team or if you have some players that we've missed that you think should be in both of those teams, let us know at Our Head Pride. Anyway, all that's left to say is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, I don't... It's... So I'll edit that little bit out. Um, yeah. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.